Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. Happy October, everyone. Hello, hello. Wherever you are, thank you for joining us. The last time I saw our podcast platform, I saw people from all over the world. I wish I actually had it on my plan to have it open and read out loud all of the countries because it was something like 15 or more, and and we have Europe, Africa, Central America, South America, Canada, United States. It's really, really fun to know that you guys are tuning in from all over, and of course, I appreciate you so much. This is Life on Earth podcast. I am um, your forecast on planet Earth. (laughs) I am here today with a very special guest, as always. Now your uh, podcast uh, resident, Mr. Christopher Galliano. Hello again. Hello, Natalie. Thank you for having me today. Well, thank you so much for being a regular on Life on Earth. A a bit unexpected, but um, when when you call and say, hey, let's let's get together and have a conversation about something, um, you know... uh, if I'm available and here, it, you know, it's always good to discuss what's on our minds at the time. And I think that's kind of the beauty of, of this podcast format that has kind of taken hold into society these days. So it allows us to have a, a conversation about the now, uh, which I really think is interesting and, and uh, timely. And I really feel connect, yes, to all of what you said. And I really feel connected to all of you listeners um, because, like Chris said, it's a conversation, and it's really fun to be able to have this outlet and to connect with people that perhaps wouldn't be sitting right now in this room that we are, which whenever it is that you tune into it, you will be with us, because energy travels. So you, no matter if you listen to this, you know, whenever you do listen to this, I know that you are present with me right now. And so I am doing this and sharing this with all of you and with Chris. I have also been very organic about my program, and I appreciate all of you being very uh, patient with me in terms of my program doesn't have a set in stone every week or every other week. We just sort of go with the flow, but that's also part of who I am, and I don't want anything to become too dogmatic, at least not at this point in my life. And I also have been very organic with the guests that I have invited in. I don't have a particular format. Sometimes it will just be me. I feel like I have a lot to share, and that will be great. And the people that I have have had thus far, it's people who I truly admire and love. So I'm really lucky. I don't feel any pressure to have to bring you know, another guest. I am just doing whatever my heart tells me that at the right moment to do. So when I do record a podcast, it's because I'm very inspired. It's never 
you know, never say never, but so far it's never been a, a situation that like you have to record a podcast. It's always been, I want to. <laughs> so, you know, Chris, you're like a brother to me. Everybody knows you by now. And if you don't, there's two episodes. If you're for whatever reason listening to this first time, two episodes that Chris is on prior to this one. And you can, the first one, he gives some of his background, which we'll touch base a little today, but you can get more than the second one's really enlightened because it was when his house burnt down. And um, a lot of people love that episode, by the way, I think you had every episode that you've done. I've had great response. People uh, love you, but yeah, anyway, so we're here again, and um, yeah, welcome again, and thank you for thank being you. here. Chris just got back from mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. How yeah. was it? Yeah, it was a great trip. Uh, a little warm for this time of the year, but, um, you know, uh, I, I enjoyed it. It's always nice. It's always nice to go see the, the nation's capital, you know, just to see the monuments and be a part of that history. It's, it's There's a lot of... Um, you know, significant, um, just just things to see that are that are part of American history in that district, and um, you know, I, I enjoy visiting there. I, you know, I, I could very well live there, but but it, it, I think if I did, it wouldn't be as special as visiting. So it's always nice just to go see the Washington Monument or you see the Capitol. It still has a certain sense of nostalgia to it, and uh, it never really goes away. It was more of a business trip this time. Yeah, uh, well, business and just just maintaining, you know, uh, relationships with people and yeah. and educating people on on what's possible. And um, is it all top secret? No, no, it's not. It's nothing like that. It, it's just more more or less just sharing an approach for for a direction that we have to go in. You also just got back from London. And that that's so cool. I am actually flying. Today is Thursday, everyone, and we are sitting in Christopher Galliano's house in the French Quarter. So cool. I love being in the quarter. There's always this really kind of fantastic energy. On Monday, I'm flying to London. I'm really excited. And then I'm going to Italy, and then I'm going to Malta. And I hope that I will... Um, take some pictures and and share it with everyone on Instagram. I'm super excited. But anyways, I know that you about a week ago also flew to London, and we are very excited that there's a straight flight from New Orleans to London. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice, and you know they're expanding the New Orleans airport, and <clears throat> I think that's going to come online here in the next year and a half. And um, when that happens, I hope. That we have more international flights from New Orleans, you know, as you know, most of the the flights that go international are either out of Houston or Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we could have, you know, just just a handful of other places to go direct, I think it would be, you know, it'd be great for New Orleanians, but also, you know, <clears throat> an opportunity for someone just to fly through New Orleans, spend the night, see the beauty of New Orleans, uh, see what it has to offer. You know, even if you're just here for two nights, there's definitely something to see, you know, in, in terms of, you know, seeing a historic uh, European-influenced city in America that's 300 years old. And uh, the fact that we are that, I, I think is, you know, that, that also never gets old either. 
Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and it's so easy when you can come here through a straight fly. So the the theme that I thought about how to name this um, this episode tonight in uh, Sanskrit, there is a word called himsa, uh-huh. and himsa means violence. And there's also uh, most no most well known this word is ahimsa. Mm-hmm. My 200-hour yoga teacher training is called ahimsa, which means nonviolence. In Sanskrit, anytime you see the letter A in front of a word, it means that which is not. So nonviolence or not violence. But my theme for today is actually himsa, which means violence. So I thought about this, and I thought bringing the light to himsa, to, to violence. So Life on Earth is certainly a very uplifting, hopefully, an inspiring podcast for our global humankind. However, with that said, it is important to remain grounded, and it's also important to, to be in the present moment with what is. And as a citizen of the United States, I have to say that the news lately, um, have not been the, the best, and it certainly has brought me down. Just recently, we had a major shooting in Las Vegas, which uh, I, the last time I heard, it was like 50-something people passed, and uh, like one of my teachers said, says, graduated. And then we had many who were hurt in hospitals. And, you know, we keep hearing about these shootings over and over again. It's just really sad, to be honest. And it really breaks my heart. I know it breaks the heart of a lot of us in my community as well. Because I remember when I woke up the next day and as I'm flipping through Instagram and Facebook, I see all of these the sadness, you know, especially in the healing community, I feel like people are very empathic. And so we, uh, you know, we are connected, but then at the same time, and I'm going to, I'm really interested in hearing a lot of what you have to say tonight, but at the same time, I feel like we in, when I say we Americans is because I live here and I've always, I've been living here now for many years, and I'm, I don't know, you know, other parts of the world might be the same, but I'm speaking from my own experience. We have this capacity of getting, feeling r- this drama and feeling really uh, like, oh my God, this happened and really kind of, you know, going crazy about it for like a day or two or three. And then going back to like, as if nothing had ever happened. And so you know, how many times are we going to continue, you know, when enough is enough? It's like one thing after the other. And this is now the the shootings and the massacre has, it's almost like it's a norm, you know, and it, it's not, it's not okay. I'm here to remind all of us that this is not okay. And it's okay to feel sad. And it's okay to feel, even if you feel somewhat, you know, momentarily depressed, uh, because this is not okay. I don't care what people say, it is not okay. I also, we watched a thing with Conan O'Brien. I think, I, I don't know if you had a chance, but I sent it to you, and he came up and he said, I'm a comedian. 
I don't have, you know, since when is the norm that comedians have to address this before they go on on the whatever show he's in? I don't even know, is it the Tonight, Tonight Show? I don't know which one, but whatever, the night show that he's in. Mm-hmm. So I just, I really feel it's important for us to not become desensitized. And of course, I, you know, I don't want to dwell in the pain or anything life moves. I have so much spiritual perspective to share. And I know that you have so much of global awareness, grounded perspective to share. And this is why this is an interesting conversation. What do you think? Yeah, it's, um, well, I think, I think part of what you're mentioning is just the fact that we're such a hypersensitized society and we have so much exposure to new things that our frontal cortex uh, sees new images and new thoughts and new, new buzzes through social media at such a rapid rate that even if something does happen, we process it for such a short time and then we move on to something else that's some other form of a distraction. And that's the norm. And that's, that's the state of the world today. It's the state of this country. And, uh, you know, a lot of that's really driven by our addiction to the device. And the device is the new addiction. And the information is, the, the pace of the information is also part of the new addiction. Um, and it's something that we all, we all the, the majority of us do. And I say that 51% of this country does. And uh, so that so that's the way things are going, you know. And I don't know how to slow it down. I don't know how to make people stop and like really think about uh, how we may have a real issue on our hands, or even if we did, how do we address it? Or even if we did admit that we have an issue, how do we not politicize it? Or even if we do admit that we have an issue, how do we? have a unified view to address the problem correctly without letting politics or a temporary opinion or, or a tragedy shift the way that we approach our laws. Um, so, you know, all that's in play. All that's in play. And so, so, and so, you, know, and so I, I, you know, I don't really have the answer. I think... I think it's good to take a time out, and I think it's good to take a time out and abstract uh, from it all, and just have an objective conversation about it. You know, which is I, I like to try to have it be based in fact, not not the temporary feeling. Well, in in an objective conversation, also inclusive, because if we become too black and white, then we are preaching within our own community into the choir. And so no matter what side you're on, you know, of all of this, and even there might be five sides, I don't know how many sides, but you know what I mean? This is the separate, we don't need more separation. The separation is, is what's, is the outcome of the situation. So if the, the whole point of, of the beings that are engaged in a conversation like this is, how can we find the middle ground? How can we find a place that is informative, that comes from a, a place of intelligence, yeah. of being grounded, so that we can, you know, perhaps have a conversation? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the, the state of the state of American politics is you have groups that are anti-guns, you have groups that are 
uh, okay with the Second Amendment, and you have groups that are preserving the um, the allowance of assault weapons or military grade weapons in society, and um, you know that's you know it's a complicated discussion. The cat is more or less out of the bag, you know, on this. Um, and, and not to go too much into the Second Amendment, you know, I, I personally, I think it's part of our Bill of Rights, and um, I'm okay with it, you know. But to the extent of which uh, military-grade weapons exist in society is kind of a borderline thing, you know. You can have a sniper rifle, uh, yes. Are you allowed to have a bazooka or something that can shoot an airplane down? No. Well, where, I, I where, 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 where does that line get drawn? Right. And, and so I think there's a difference between a, a sport rifle and a rifle that was designed to kill mass casualties. What year did the, was the Constitution written, do you remember? Well, or more or less? Well, the, you, know, uh, you know, originally the Bill of Rights is the first ten amendments of the Constitution that was kind of the... The uh, the foundation. How many years ago? Of our de- a declaration. Over two hundred years, John says. Yeah. So my question is: Over two hundred years ago, mm-hmm. did they have the same weapons as we have now? No, not even close. They they had um, they had muskets and and you had to load with gunpowder, and you had uh, you know. You, you can get off about two shots. A really good shot can get off two to three shots per minute, and that's being preloaded. So if you had if you if you had your rifle preloaded, you get one shot off, boom. You reload, you point and shoot, boom, and you might be able to get a third shot off in one minute. So that was the technology at the time uh-huh. um, that this that this that the Bill of Rights was given to us. As Americans, so now very different. Very different. So now you have technology that you know you can have over 150 rounds per minute. So you go from being able to kill, you know, two to three people to 125 to 150 people in one minute. And so, okay, granted. Fully automatic weapons are illegal in this country. That was the concession that was made. At one point, they were illegal. Okay? But you can go buy a part on eBay for, I don't know, 45 bucks. And with that part, you install it. And now you do have a fully automatic weapon. So maybe you can't buy that fully automatic weapon from Walmart. You can't do that anymore. Or from Dick's Sporting Goods. You can't buy a fully automatic weapon, uh, but you can go to a gun show and get a weapon that is a military-grade weapon that you can buy, you know, $125 part and make it fully automatic to make it, uh, you know, a fully automatic assault weapon which is made for war. That is different than a three than a three-shot shotgun, uh, which in in the state of Louisiana. When you go duck hunting or rabbit hunting, you're required to have a plug in your shotgun. 
So you can't, you can't put five shotgun shells or six shotgun shells in shotgun. You can only put three because you're required to have a plug. So when you hunt, you can only have a three-shot shotgun. So there's a big difference between three, three shots in the chamber of a shotgun for hunting purposes and banana clips with fully automatic weapons, you know, shooting upwards of 125 rounds per minute. So that's so that's really kind of where we are. It's you know so there's there's a recreational aspect, uh, and then there's a capability to get to uh, a weaponized uh, killing, you know, in, in, in human killing uh, weapon of war, and 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 to get there is not very complicated. It's not that complicated. You could you could go online. Learn how to buy the part and install it yourself, and that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, this, for example, the shooting in Las Vegas. The reason why they found the guy so fast is because they could hear the man shooting from the hotel. So people that we can hear this man shooting a lot is not just. So you know the fact that it's so blunt. I mean, a man that like that that can get that amount of weapons and go into a hotel and just start shooting from a pub, you know, a public, it's just so out bluntly in our face. It's just kind of, to me, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense, and it, it goes to show you what, what crazy is capable of. And when somebody decides to go there, they're capable of anything. And but the fact that... If any hotel staff saw a man walking, if that did happen, which we don't know, but if anybody had any hints that this man is carrying too many weapons, then that should be a, a, resp a responsibility to let law enforcement know. It, it, it is, and, and I think, I th I think the, j just like when 9-11 happened, we, we, you know, the time it took for you to get through the airport changed forever. And the airport inspection changed, and you know, it's gotten a lot faster over the last 10 years. But you know, I think Vegas is going to go high and to the right on this now. I think they're going to have metal detection at the entrances. Uh, you know, Vegas' bread and butter is, is that tourist economy. They can't risk people feeling unsafe, so they're, gonna, they're going to. I promise you the casinos, you know, they're going to put some serious controls to monitor it now because they, this can't happen again in Las Vegas or else, you know, it's really going to, I think it's going to impact their economy as it is. So they're going to go high and to the right. They're going to overcorrect. They're going to have uh, metal detection capabilities. They, are, they already have an incredible amount of biometric and facial recognition uh, you know, capabilities throughout the casinos. But now I think they're going to bring another level of, of metal detection and yeah, survey. It's quite sad um, that as a country that's supposed to be a leading country on our planet is dealing with um, these kinds of issues. Um, you know, and the other thing... I saw on the news this man 
I think he was a young man, and he was a military officer. I'm sure there might have been more than one, but in this case, I read this one story. And he has been to wars, like some serious wars. I don't remember if it was Afghanistan or Iran or whatever it is, and survived all of those and went to a country music festival in his own country, being protected where he's supposed to be protected by his country. And, and he dies in a situation that's almost like worse than war-like, war zone. This is not somebody who got ran by a car. This is not, you know, it's not an assault. This is just like war zone in a country music. So it, it's just insane. It, it, it is insane. And... <laughs> You know, you, you can, you know, what if he was uh, a different religion or race? I think people's reaction would be quite different. You know, and the fact that we do have these domestic terrorists, that, you know, this is, this is a real issue. So domestic terrorism exists, and it's a real issue. And it's not going away. Um, and and I don't I don't know if it's a if it's an issue of uh, you know prescription drug dependency, uh, hatred for society, um, uh, somebody just completely losing it and having a chemical imbalance to begin with. Um, someone just who hates themselves. And realize that they're going to commit suicide, so they're just going to go down and take as many people down with them as they possibly can. You know, all these things you could ask. You know, what's what's the real deal here? Um, but the fact of the matter is, we live in a country where if you do decide to take everyone down with you, you could do it in a major way, and we have no self protection against it. Yeah. Um, there, there's no way to protect society against it because that cat is out of the bag. Yeah, you know? I, I was born in Brazil, and I am half French, and I am an American citizen, proudly, love. I've been living here for many years. I'm very thankful in many ways to this country. However, the situation with uh, guns and shootings in schools and, you know, concerts, all of that, all of the above, I am completely just... I, it, it does not go down as natural for me. Yeah. I am I am not in a place in my life that I say, okay, this is just part of what it is. It, it, it can't be. It can't be. It's not okay. If you have children, which I don't, yeah. but if I did have children, you don't. You're. How can you be? You know, in, sleep in peace. You don't even know you're sending your children to school if they're going to be okay. You, you don't and. You know, with all the with all of the influence, uh, power, and money uh, that we have, both as a country and how we handle our, our our foreign and domestic affairs, something like this, a loophole for something like this to happen, uh, is is not as sophisticated as we think we are. And if you think about it, it's it's a very it, it's a very rogue, uh, low-level, second-world loophole that we have. And sophisticated countries don't have this kind of thing happening on a regular basis. 
And it just goes to show you, we're not, we're not, we're not what we think we are, and we're not where we need to be. Because stuff like this happens, right? Yeah. And so it speaks to a lot of things. It speaks to, you know, the fact that we have this kind of exposure and liability. Everybody talks about risk. In, a, in corporate America, everything's risk, risk management, risk aversion. Same thing in the political system. Oh, risk, risk, risk. Well, what about this? This is a big risk. Mm-hmm. But nobody does anything about it. You know, it's going to go back to business as usual next week. And that, and that's you know? the part that I, I, although I understand, yes, life, life goes on. I also feel it's very important to not brush this subject, and which is why I'm bringing it into my podcast. I, um, I'm here to share the light as much as the darkness. Life is not only light. If you think that life is la la land every day, then you're certainly not on the same planet as I am. So, like one of my friends says, it's not Disneyland every day. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is yeah. not around the corner at every moment. And it's, so, it's, it's true. <laughs> but, Chris, one thing I love about you is that you have um, some, you know, very interesting ways to express yourself. And you have also, uh, the people that you talk to are from all walks of life. So you have a lot of people that have input, intelligent input from all sides, not just yeah. one oh. side. And and it's really interesting to see that because, again, I am not, you know, if I want to just go and call 10 people that agree with me, let's all talk, blah, blah, blah. We're, that's not interesting to me. So right. if I don't, if you're okay with this, and I'm just going to say you're okay, you're okay. You posted this really cool thing on your Facebook Mm -hmm. a few days ago, on Monday, and I'm going to read it, okay? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Imagine if you lost your husband or wife or your child last night to the sociopath. Place yourself in your fellow American shoes for one day. He couldn't have killed and injured over 400 people with a 12-gauge hunting shotgun. I promise it will happen again. And then what? Assault rifles should not be available to unstable domestic terrorists. I'm all about shooting them at a proper range where they can be regulated. So I'm not saying take away the love of shooting. And I am an NRA-qualified competition sharpshooter. So I get it. And then the fake paranoid rhetoric about the government coming to take over and people stock piling arms in BS. <laughs> Let me tell you firsthand, there is no assault rifle that can stop an M1 tank or a Harrier jumps jet or an F-18. So get over it. The great compromise has to be made. That's correct. I love that. Yeah, thank you. I think I said that in the heat of the moment. I still feel that way. I, you know. Well, a um, compromise has to be made. That's the, all. It's a compromise, and there. And I understand. You know, Second Amendment is a right. Um, we, we have to preserve that right, just like we have to preserve the right of free speech and freedom of expression and free press. 
are also, I think, you know, the, this one, the, the right to bear arms is right up with it. Um, you know, but, but we do have factions in this country that stockpile arms uh, because they think that someday the government may come take over so they want to be able to defend themselves. And, and I, I get that. It's, it's, a very, it's a very cliche argument. And uh, I get it. I, you know, and, and those people are entitled, people that feel that way are entitled to feel that way. Okay? Um, but, but I don't think you need bazookas and grenades and tanks and, and helicopters with, you know, uh, as, you know air-to-ground missiles. There, there's a reason why the American public doesn't have helicopters with weapons or jet planes, although some people could afford them. There's a reason why they don't have them. And so... All I'm saying is just go to a, a lower level, more accessible version of a weapon of war. And if that's an assault rifle, do those need to be in society? And I don't think so. And I'm not saying take them out of society. I'm saying if you want to go shoot an automatic weapon or an assault rifle and play G.I. Joe for a day or play Army Man for a day, and, and that's what floats your boat, Go to a range, you know, pay your 50 bucks, and you can shoot it. That's, that's totally cool. But it doesn't mean you, you can walk around the street with it and start popping off people. And I think that's, that's the gap, and maybe that's the compromise. And I would like to see some insurances getting involved, just like we have with cars. Put some insurances on some guns. You want to buy a certain type of gun, then you pay the insurance for it. I want to drive a certain type of car, I pay the insurance yeah, for it. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's a liability. You know, it's a liability. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, 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 you know, that's a good point. The insurance companies, you know, they control a lot of things in this country, whether that be fortunate or unfortunate. And, you know, you, it's required to have insurance for your car. Yeah. And then if you, you know, if you finance a car, you have to have, like, uninsured motorist. Well, you know, assault weapon, in my opinion, is very high liability. Very. But we don't require insurance on it, so... The fact that it has happened one time in a school setting with children makes it a liability, hands down. That's right. And so it's a liability, but we don't, we don't recognize life uh, in this sense as being, you know, having such a high liability factor. But, you know, it does, it, we, don't, we don't make the, we make the correlation with cars but we don't make the correlation with guns. And, you know, I'm all, about, I'm all about more education when it comes to guns. I'm all about, uh, if somebody said, hey, if you want an assault rifle, if it costs you 1500 bucks to buy one, you know, maybe it should cost you $250 or $500 a year for insurance on that thing. I agree. And some, more. So maybe that's some, and then if, if you can't afford it, then give it up. That's right. You know, give well, it up. and so if if you can't pay your car insurance, what happens? You know, your license gets suspended. If if you can't pay your gun insurance, you know, recall the gun. Yeah, and uh, from a spiritual perspective, 
of, of on all of this, I don't have enough of educated um, opinions like you do to make points. I don't understand the government in the same way that you do. However, I always approach my perspectives from a spiritual perspective. The word ahimsa means nonviolence. Yeah. In yoga, the eight limbs of yoga, which is pretty much the yogi path, the first yama is ahimsa. So it asks us, yogis and humans of all mankind, to look at our lives, every aspect of, of our lives. It begins with ahimsa, nonviolence. In which ways are you contributing to the collective consciousness of violence, not only for yourself, others, and our planet? It always begins with you. From you to your family, your loved ones. From your family, your loved ones to your community, your city, your state, your country, your planet. Right, And so the idea is in what ways am I contributing to the situation on our planet right now? Nothing is happening out there. Everything that's happening out there is a reflection of what's happening within. And so one things that come up for me, and I have certainly the past few days had a self-inventory check-in evaluation because I am a part and a member of this society as everybody else. I am not exempt of any of these things that I'm telling you right now, everyone. So things that come up to me, today I, I saw a friend of mine and she said, Nat, I am stressed out because I walked home and she has two boys and they were playing these extremely violent video games that they were shooting and killing people, and it was very violent. And so yeah. she, it raised the question to her, I am not comfortable with my kids. And I understand that that's also part of freedom, and it's also part of, it's a whole conversation. But, you know, what kind of music are we listening to? What kind of video games are we playing? What kind of movies are we watching? Yeah. Um, are we eating animals that have been abused is it you know grass-fed is it what's going on i mean or i mean i think it, the question is everything is the clothes that we're wearing was there violence making that clothes there's a great documentary i always recommend my teacher trainees to to watch it's called the true cost mm -hmm. it's a great documentary about clothes about how they're made so you know Everything, the, the meat factory industry, I'm not even going to begin with that because I am, com you know, completely baffles me how that's still existing. To me, that is torture. To me, that is violence. That is slavery. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, of a species that have the same rights as me. And so uh, the extreme of this conversation of black and white is... An example will be a shooting in Las Vegas, in Las Vegas, and 400 people or so getting hurt and 50 something killed. And then you have Florida, and then you have, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you have wars, and then, and so on. And the. 
The subtle level is our daily actions. And that as as a, a host of this podcast that deals with life on earth, I am going to invite me and you, Chris, and all of you listeners to take advantage of this opportunity, this, you know, these awful opportunities that happen on our planet as a catalyst for change. Not only don't point fingers because it's not out there, it's here. And so, yes, the gun control situation is a conversation. What can we do? What happened? How can we improve? But also, can we look at ourselves in our own lives? And in what ways can I not only enhance my life, but my neighbors and everyone around me? That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you there. And I totally agree with you on the video games. You know, when I see them, I get so disappointed in the producers and the businesses who look at the dollar signs and put out something that, you know, I'm entitled to call it trash, but I don't think glorifying or digitizing or, or make, you know, making some really cool graphics about killing uh, is good for the kids, especially if they don't know any better. You know, that is the idea of killing, whether it be real or not, going into a human brain, period. Not cool. And the fact that you can experience that on a video game in some virtual world and then go and do it in the real world as well is quite scary. You know, um, I, I actually think, you know, at one point the, there was a big controversy about explicit lyrics being put on albums or CDs or tapes when, when it first came out. I really think that all of those video games where it comes to shooting and killing, shouldn't, children should not be exposed to that at all. Oh, I agree. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think they should be on the market. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be on the market. And 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 don't get me wrong. When I when I was you know I grew up in the '80s and saw the Schwarzenegger movies and they were cool. I loved them. That was kind of part of the deal. Um, you know, it was a little bit different in, in a sense because we were watching something on the TV, which is still isn't great. But in this case, they're actually pushing a button to initiate uh, that same process of you know. Killing something, and um, you know, just just that. Let's say if you could kill using a, a PlayStation controller for real, and I'm here to tell you that that does exist. You know, that's not cool either. And um, you know, but that that's the world that we live in. And it's I, the and world I, that we live in. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I, I don't. You know, if you look at both the video games and the music. The you know, movies and in the movies, and you know, kids that maybe aren't aren't raised in a, in a in an environment that is told like that's not reality. This is you know kind of some false world. But if that's all they see around them, then what's to be expected? 
Yeah, it becomes the norm. It's too much. Well, um, let's all just make it a point to be aware. This is this conversation has not ended. This conversation is continuous. It's um, again part of our reality. So to pretend it doesn't exist it wouldn't be life on earth. So I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in and for you to doing this tonight. And again, it's just an awareness. Everything is energy. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed. So where we put our attention, our attention grows. Where we put our attention into, energy grows. And so with every choice you make every day, you vote. With every choice that you make in your life, you contribute to the light or to the darkness. And so I ask myself every day, check in with it. This is not an easy life. I don't, I don't intend to live a life that I am sleeping. I don't intend to, be, to live a life that I am numb. I am awake. And I intend to continue to wake up even more every day. And so I'm not part of the problem. I'm part of the solution. And I ask you to join me in this path of light and love for all humankind and for all animals, all beings. There is a beautiful say in um, the yogi text. It says, may all beings be safe and happy and free. And I always like to add no matter who or where they are. So, Chris, I want you to put this oil on your hand okay. before we close. And you're just going to like rub it on you, and I'm going to rub oh, it on nice. my hand too. Yeah, so this is an essential oil, everyone. So this essential oil is called geranium and is a very uplifting oil. Yeah, I like it. I'm not, I'm not used to having such yeah. nice oils. So if any time you all feel like you need a little boost of energy, just um, essential oils are fantastic. They're a really quick way to uplift our energy. And I want to give you this crystal from Agora Crystal. This I have made rituals with it. This has amethyst on it. Oh, very And this nice. comes from Brazil. Oh, thank you. I'm give, gifting you that Thank tonight. you so much. Thank you. It's beautiful. You're welcome. Happy full moon, too. It's a full moon today, everyone, in New Orleans. I mean, I guess all over <laughs> when you hear where we are. Yeah. And it's an Aries, Aries moon, is that it right? It is an Aries moon, so super intense moon. We have super. been, since the eclipse, we've been obviously, I mean, I don't even, it's like everybody knows we've been going through intense times. But, you know, the crystals are amazing. And I also want to, actually want to pull a card for everyone. Let's see. Why do, I'm going to let Chris pull a card for, we're going to close with a card. And then I have a little mini surprise. So pick a card. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to pull a card for all of you listeners right now and for ourselves too. Okay. <laughs> What's this card? <laughs> okay. Thank you, universe, for helping me see beyond the limits of fear. Thank you for expanding my perception so that I can see what is of the highest good. I like that. Wow. Yes, thank you. So this this thank, uh, thank you card. This card is from uh, if anyone's wondering <laughs> it's called The Universe Has Your Back is from Gabby Bernstein. So I'll read this again. This is actually so appropriate for our conversation tonight. Yeah. Thank you universe for helping me see beyond the limits of fear. Thank you for expanding my perceptions so that I can see what is of the highest good. 
Wow. Yeah, and and I'll say this, and so and I can't speak for anyone that was on that strip or yeah or or was there in Vegas that night, but that act alone, you know, terrorism is is fear and death, and uh, I can't think of uh, a higher act of terrorism. So, you know, my heart goes out to everyone that was there or involved. You know, lived through that nightmare, and um, you know, I, I just want to acknowledge 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 that event, and and you know, have a moment uh, of silence just for the the folks that we lost, but also the folks that are suffering, and the folks that even if they weren't suffering, experienced some level of fear. And um, it's really sad that we we live in a society where humans could do this to each other. Yeah. And um, you know, if there's anything that I could do or give to to move things in a different direction, I would do anything to do so. Chris, what is your um, Facebook again? If anyone wants to get a hold of you, uh, Christopher Galliano. So um, let's take a moment. Yeah, I also want to acknowledge the life of all of you who graduated from this life, who have passed into other realms of reality. May you be blessed. May you be in love and with peace. And also sending so much love and light to the families that have stayed behind, the animals, the children, the husbands, the boyfriends, the girlfriends, the wives, the co-workers, the fellow citizens that we lost. One life is so important. We are so unique. There is no one else like you. So let's take a deep breath, inhale. I'm going to say a little prayer. May all beings... who lost their lives in any of these unfortunate incidents be filled with love, with light, with the spirits of the north, south, east, west. May all of us who suffer from any trauma, relatives, family, friends, always be protected always heal with love in the highest, highest good. So have so much love and so much peace and know that if anything else, I love you and I believe in you. I believe in humankind. I have faith on the planet. I have faith in all beings. We're all here to learn. And even those of us who have performed acts of darkness, may we learn from our mistakes and may we always forgive because only love is real. So, yeah? You have anything else to add to that? Um, you know, it's never too late to... It's never too late to... 
um, change things for the better and move towards the light, you know, even yeah. if you don't realize what it is. Um, you know, take, take, take the time to put yourself in a better situation, a better, better mood. Um, and if you could help somebody else along the way, then do it. it. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you do it a few times and you're successful, it's very rewarding. Yeah, always. Well, thank you, Chris, so much for being a guest once oh, again. Oh, yeah, of course. Anytime. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I know it is October, so I'm going to end with um, some poetry here from a, uh, an artist that I truly love. And maybe you guys will know what this lyrics is from, maybe not. Happy Halloween, everyone. Darkness falls across the land, and midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And those who shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse of shell. The fullest stench in the air, the funk of 40,000 ears, the grisly gulls from every thumb are closing in to share your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no more mortals can resist the evil of, can we say it together? The thriller. thriller. We got to do that again. (laughs) One, two, three. The thriller. thriller. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.